So the reading is from Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 24. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's land. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favour in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat, and from an ephah of flour made bread without yeast. Putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot, he brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid, you are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Oprah of the Abrezonites. This morning, I want to look at Gideon in three ways. How he saw himself, how God saw him, and how people saw him. 
And it was really interesting. I, I, it hadn't really occurred to me until Margaret was reading that God call, uh, speaks to Gideon through the angel and says to him, uh, greetings, mighty warrior, and I'll come to it in a minute, and it, the Lord is with you. And, and Gideon says, well, if the Lord is with us, why is all this happening? Why is everything going wrong? And the, the thing is, the book of Judges is all about the consequences of people choosing to go their own way. And I don't know about you, but I get people saying to me, and, and my oldest son is one of them, who's saying, but why does God allow? Uh, I think, Paul, we had a conversation on Thursday um, about talking about David Attenborough. And we, we were talking about creation and how can he, you know, look at these things and not see God? Well, his problem is he's seeing things he doesn't like and blames God for it. But God gave instructions about how to keep in relationship with each other and how to keep in relationship with him, more importantly. And he warned what would happen if they chose not to. And of course, the book of Judges is all about people choosing to go their own way. And God said, fine, you do that and I'll let you. And I'll take my hand off and see how you get on. And of course, more than not, as they chose to uh, not to keep his, his commands, they found themselves in deep water. And then they cried out to God for a saviour. And God sent some very unlikely saviours into their midst. And Gideon was one such person. And Gideon was a wimp, and he knew it. He was the sort of guy who would be laid out on the beach and someone kicked sand in his face and he thanked him for it. Um, you know, he, he, he really was, um, a, a, I'd say a coward, but he was, he was really living in fear, I guess. The, the first encounter we have with Gideon is him underground threshing wheat. Now, I don't know much about farming, but my understanding is if you're trying to separate the, the seeds from the husks, you throw it up in the air and the wind blows and, and separates things. Now, underground, you don't get a lot of wind, unless he got himself a fan or something, but I don't think electricity was invented in those days. So he, he was in there. He was hiding himself away. He was living in fear, hiding from the enemy afraid to stand up to them and and this world is is just full of people living in fear my my daughter jenny um she went to an event recently at western supermare and it was an outside event so it was all within the rules but while they were there they noticed a group of 13 14 year olds who were actually beating up another 13 or 14 year old and they had him on the ground, and they were, they were hitting him. And, and adults were walking past and sort of stepping over or walking around, uh, afraid to intervene. Um, now, Jenny wasn't afraid. If you know my daughter, um, she is not someone who lives in fear. And she stepped in, and she you know, pretty much dragged them off and started having a go at them, and, and they ran away. She broke it up checked on this lad and sent him off on his way home. But what about all those people 
that were too afraid to step in and save. You know, and I wonder how many of us live in fear, afraid to speak out, afraid to step in when we see injustice, seeing ourselves as incapable of making a difference. And that's how Gideon saw himself, small and insignificant. The least in the smallest family, who were the least in the smallest clan of the least tribe of that nation. You know, really, really insignificant. I just wonder, how do we view this place? Just a small village? Not special? Not significant? Not expected to make a difference? Is that how we see ourselves as a church? You know, we're just Five-Head Baptists. We're not one of the bigger churches in Taunton or whichever direction you want to go to. Um, but actually, you know, God sees something different. What was the greeting that that angel? He says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God didn't see wind. He saw a warrior. God doesn't see wimps. He sees warriors. His church are warriors. They're not wimps who hide themselves away. You know, God sees things in us that we don't see in ourselves. Last week, Matt spoke about anxious people. And he said about, you know, often they live in either fear of the past or fear of the future. And God is the God of the past, the future, and the present. And he wants us to live in the presence. And that was Matt was saying, you know, we need to live in the presence of God here and now because God sees us how he has made us. God said to Samuel about Jesse's sons, I don't look on the outward appearance, I look inside. And God sees so much more inside than we realize. Paul recognized this through his church, letter to the church at Philippi. He said, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. You know, Gideon took some convincing, but God was patient with him. Firstly, by showing his presence in the place of intimacy. You know, Gideon wanted to provide a meal, and God said, fine, put it down there, and then God actually consumed it with fire. The place of intimacy, the place of a meal, the place of relationship. You know, God showed him his power and his, and his presence. And I wonder how often we need that extra proof of God's love. I wonder how often we, you know, we sort of are not quite sure. And Gideon started off by uh, the small issue of removing the, the village shrine. Um, there was an Asherah pole up, up, up in the village and um, God, uh, Gideon felt that, that he was prompted to go and deal with it. And so he, he, he rushed up there in the mid, middle of the day with his axe over his shoulder and chopped it down. No, he didn't. If you read it, he actually went in the middle of the night when there was no one looking. You know, he cut it down when no one could see him. 
And there was a big kerfuffle the next day. And I, I loved his dad's response. And basically said, look, you know, if, if Braille is upset, let him deal with him. And, uh, and obviously nothing happened because there was no power to deal with that kind of issue. Um, so Gideon starts off in a small way, you know, doing something quietly, secretly, uh, but just a step of faith. Um, and, and I don't think God has a problem when we step out quietly as long as we step out. But then God gave him a bit more of a challenge. And uh, Gideon wanted to make sure he was hearing right, because God said, I want you to go and lead the people and fight the uh, Amorites and Midianites and all the otherites that were, that were, were coming against them. And uh, Gideon said, well, let me put out a fleece. And God said, okay, that's fine. You know, and he sticks his fleece out and he says, um, well, I'd like the fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. Or the other way around, I can never remember. But God did it. And then Gideon thinks, well, perhaps it was a coincidence. So God, how about we try the other way around? The, the ground wet and the fleece dry. And I think I've got it around the wrong way, but we're not too worried because, you know, was God laughing at him all through this? Or was God getting a bit exasperated with him? Because God, you know, everything he asked, God said, yeah, okay, we'll go, we'll go for it, we'll do it. And then God gave him a real big challenge. And we saw just with the, the, the thing with the, the children, you know, against an army of something in the region of 120,000 uh, uh, soldiers, God said to him, 32,000 is too many, 10,000 is too, too many, have 300, and just to make it a little bit more interesting, I'll give you a torch and a shofar each. And, you know, Gideon, there at that point, I wonder how he felt. You know, yes, Lord, you're calling me a mighty warrior, but actually, I wasn't expecting this. But God did something to encourage him. Now, I, I've conscripted uh, three people to come and give me a hand with this, because God said, what I want you to do is go down into the camp and, and just have a listen out. So I'm going to set the scene for you. Uh, Gideon and his servant Purah were hiding behind a bush, listening to some sentries. Now, I've got two sentries who I hope are going to come out. Um, they look more like bouncers, but... <laughs> okay. You're not on the list, you're not coming in. <laughs> I, you two go together, because I'll, I'll come out the <clears throat> Do you want a mic? Halt, who goes there, friend or foe? It's okay, I'm a friend. <laughs> you, you, you don't sound like an Amalekite. Oh, I'm a Midianite. Uh, I volunteered to join you on guard. Volunteered? No one volunteers in the army. We're on guard duty as a punishment. What, what did you do? He put a whoopee cushion on the sergeant's seat. <laughs> I, I thought he had a sense of humour. Since when has a sergeant possessed a sense of humour? Well, I know that now. <laughs> so why are you here? I laughed too loud, and you said you, but you said you volunteered. Why on earth did you do that? Well, we're in a three-sided valley. My lot are up the far end, and I wanted to be closer to the place of escape. Escape? But we outnumber them four to one. And what's more, I heard most of them have run away. 
Ah, uh, yeah, but they've got Gideon. Isn't he the wimp who threshed wheat underground? Oh, there must be a different one. This Gideon is a mighty warrior. He's like Samson. Oh, I heard about him. He had superpowers. I heard that this Gideon is about nine feet tall. Well, look, I had a dream about a, a round barley loaf rolling down the hill and flattening a tent. That's probably one of his breakfast rolls. <laughs> I bet that made him angry, missing out on his breakfast. Well, that's why I volunteered for guard duty and made my way here. When the bread rolls start flying, I'm off. <laughs> Mind if we join you? Be my guest. <laughs> Gideon and Kura went back to their camp, giggling all the way. That one back. Oops. Thank you, guys. That was brilliant. Ooh. Stay. Okay. At one time, the people had seen Gideon as a wimp, hiding away just like the rest of them. They were all wimps, to be honest. But something changed. People started to see him as the mighty warrior that God proclaimed. You know, most people that God used felt inadequate. If you read through the stories, Moses, I've got a speech impediment. Send somebody else. Saul, you know, if you read about him, as he was chosen to be king, they looked round for him and he was hiding in the left luggage. David, he wasn't even considered worthy to be in the selection line when Sam, Sam, Samuel turned up um, and David, David's dad got all the sons lined up. Didn't even bother with David, he's, he's just too insignificant. Paul, Paul started out as a, as a church destroyer and he described himself as the least of all. You know, all these people saw themselves as inadequate. And then Peter, when the pressure was on, he denied Christ. Not exactly a good advert, is it, for God choosing mighty warriors. But if you read Acts 4.13, we see something very important. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And then they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When we've been in the presence of Jesus, people take note. Gideon saw himself as a wimp. God saw him as a mighty warrior. And the people who started out seeing him as a wimp took note that he'd been with God and their opinion changed again to mighty war. And people started to see him as God saw him. Today, the theme is about learning. Our three challenges that we had were read your Bible every day. Um, use a, a Bible help if you don't have one, I'm sure um, we can get hold of some. There are some good reading plans. If you've got a smartphone, um, download the Bible in a year. 
um, and you get half hour of Bible reading explanation every day. And it does what it says, it takes you through the Bible in a year. Um, speak to someone you can learn from. I think one of the plans we've got in the future, and I hope I'm not telling too many secrets, but we're going to invite the youth to come along perhaps now and again on a Sunday night. And we're going to bring in people that can just share their stories, uh, other young uh, adults um, who have got really good testimonies to share, learning from other people. Choose something to develop, a craft or a skill. And if you've got a bit of hose line and a, and a um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can make yourself your own little tuber or, or whatever, depending on how long it is, learn to play it. You know, it's not that difficult. If you can blow a raspberry, you can learn. But do something to learn. It, it's good to learn. But, you know, I think the biggest lesson that we all need to learn is to see ourselves as God sees us. You know, I, I think when we start to see ourselves in the light of Christ, and as we yoke ourselves to Jesus, again, we heard that last week, we walk differently and people notice. You know, as a teenager, the biggest influence on my life was my boys' brigade captain, a chap called Dick Fawcett. And every Tuesday, we used to go to his house for Bible study. And for a 13, 14 year old, that was quite a commitment to go every single week. But we used to love it, and we'd literally be sat at his feet and. Um, his wife used to make incredible cakes and, and tea and coffee, and so it was always a joy to go. But his favorite saying was, every day, in every way, I'm becoming more like Christ. And as we all got older, we saw it happening. We saw you know, how he was just more and more Christ-like every single day. It was amazing. You know, and I've tried to do the same, but to be honest, without much success. But I must never stop trying to be more like Christ every day. Because as I allow Christ and more of Christ into my life, through the influence of the Holy Spirit living in me, I start to change. And the reality is, so will you, as you allow God more and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, just to fill us and to walk with us, be yoked to him, we start to be more like him and people start to notice. Gideon started out as a wimp. God made him a warrior and he used him. And God will use us to change the world. Perhaps starting here and then taking us out from here. Amen.